Today, as we just heard, the gospel passage is on the talents, and it is the last real gospel passage before the gospel of Matthew is going to talk about the final judgment. We are approaching it. It'll be next week, because next week it's Christ the King, and so it's the end of the liturgical year. Last week at this Mass, we had the First Holy Communions, and so we didn't get an in-depth homily on the gospel of the ten bridesmaids or the ten virgins holding their lamps. And really in that one, it's this vigil of love that we all have to be attentive for the coming of the bridegroom. And in this gospel, though, the one of the five talents, it has more to do with work, as a matter of fact. And I wanted to hone in on that. It has more to do with work. And what are you doing with your day? If you look at the first reading, it's a beautiful reading. And it talks about uh, a noble wife. And it talks about how a noble wife is one who puts her hands to work. The gospel is going to have the guy who had the first, the one talent, rather. And he's not going to do anything with his hands. In fact, he's going to bury it. And that one, when he goes before the judgment seat of God, God is going to call him something very specific. He's going to call him lazy. You lazy and wicked servant. And so it's the same phenomena. It's the same thing that we're going to find in the first reading, but in the positive, in the gospel, is shown in the negative. Laziness, laziness. Now, on a side note, though, I was researching a little bit for this homily, and I found out a little bit about those, that word talents I didn't know before. And I knew that talent was worth about, it's a pile of gold or a pile of silver, and the equivalent would be about 20 years of work for a normal person. So it's varying sizes of gold or silver according to the economy at the time. And so 20 years, that's at about 50000 a year. That's about a million dollars. That's about a million dollars today. And that's a lot of money. And so when he gave him five talents, it would be five million. But that's not what I learned. What I learned was something really nerdy. Uh, it's that I think the word in English, talent, comes from this gospel passage. Because the money, the form of exchange was 20 years of work, right? And then when the king gives out more talents, he gives it to the one who is more able or more talented. You get that? So he gave it to the guy who has more talents. That's where we get the word in English. Did you know? I thought that was pretty cool. But anyways, you, you must not. Uh, but, uh, the, nevertheless, the focus of these passages is that another way that we prepare for final judgment is work. And work is absolutely essential. I 
when I first got started as a priest, I saw a bunch of other priests fall like flies and lose their vocation. And after about four or five years of that, also a lot of counseling and marriage and a lot of other things, I started to see a phenomena which in my life translates to about 50% of priests that have lost their vocation in their first five years, especially. And it has to do with work. I remember several of them feeling like they never brought home the meat and put it on the table. Like their work wasn't bearing fruit and it became senseless. I was reminded of a married couple that I knew that was going through a massive issue. Um, And with the husband, he was greatly struggling because he couldn't keep his job. And it posed an amazing thing within the family. Not amazing good, by the way. Amazing, like, interesting uh, thing in the family because it started to rip apart his own self-identity. He was losing his backbone. With one priest now, I remember an elder priest coming up to him and after an hour-long conversation, he turned to him and said, don't you realize, don't you realize that there's a thousand souls that are depending upon you? Would a father who has five kids and a wife just all of a sudden say, I don't see the meaning anymore? There comes a day when you have to suck it up. And you have to move forward and take responsibility in your life. But with him, it was a much more complicated circumstance. And it didn't work out in the end. He left for a couple years. But then he realized what that priest had said to him. And he came back. And now he's serving in a totally different diocese. I say those stories because there's no possible way you can know about them. Because they had nothing even to do with this country. But nevertheless, it struck me very hard the importance of work. In all of Catholic social teaching, we drive home this point. In that first reading, it speaks about the woman who knows how to use her hands and keeps busy working. That is the solid heart of the family, the heart of the village, the heart of the people. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is empty. The woman who is wise is worth praise. And I think of the simplicity that work brings. I know in my life, it was my first 12 years of priesthood where I was in university ministry, where I was doing frontline work. Really, every single day, it was like trying to evangelize people that are far. And it was beautiful, but it was hard work. Every day, I remember every single Thursday, putting out pizzas and wondering in the middle of the quad if anyone would ever come. And if anyone would ever come, and we have Socratic dialogues. By the end, we had 30, 40 people. We had teachers gathered around. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful time. 
of having Socratic dialogues. I remember knocking on all the doors of all the Catholic teachers once a week and saying hello and how are you, long conversations, front line. But then when I came here, my first three years or so, it was like a crisis because all of a sudden I was put in administration of all things. And I had to sit and work at a desk and change. And how much that work defines me. And I found out that instead on my days off, well, before, on my days off I would study. Now I'm in my desk all day long, and so now all I want to do is work with my hands. So I started working around the house, rebuilding things, built a thing for the cat, built a thing for the, like, taking all the parts and putting together a sound system. And finally, for my days off, I couldn't just do the dishes. In order to relax, I needed to work. And so I'm rebuilding a caravan, of all things. Of all things. But work doesn't just give you a backbone. It also somehow leads us to rest. I think of the paradigm of a farmer. The farmer is not someone who is agitated all the time. The paradigm. Not running around like a chicken with his head cut off. In fact, the saints say laziness is what leads towards that. It's lack of meaning in my work that leads me to trying to run around like a chicken with my head cut off keeping busy all the time. There's a thing called sloth. And the saints say that the image of sloth is not a man who's in his, uh, or monk, in his cell, just sleeping all day. That's not laziness. Laziness is seen when a monk doesn't know what to do with his life. And he starts running around and doing all kinds of things doing all kinds of things all day long, keeping his life busy, but not meaningful. True work is absolutely necessary for you. And that's why we struggle so much in our society to allow for everybody to have a job. But in the end, it's so important that when you arrive at the judgment seat of God, God will actually judge you. Not upon working like a chicken with his head cut off, but he'll say to you, I have confided so much responsibility into your hands. What have you done with it? What have you done with your children? What have you done with your community? What have you done with your town? I have confided so much talent into your hands. Have you done everything but that? Have you fallen into this claim, you wicked and lazy servants? Or have you invested? Have you worked tirelessly at the vineyard? So that in the end, when 
all is said and done, you appear before the Lord and you say, Lord, you gave me those five talents and I have invested them. And here are those five and five more. The Lord will turn to you and say, enter into the joy of your master. Come into my heart, you who have worked tirelessly all of your life, and rest. For on my heart you will find true rest. My yoke is easy and my burden light. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.